Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I am your host, Amin Grigic, and today I have Ron Kersic. I, I said it correctly, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, he is uh, working at ING uh, Bank, and you have to tell me what your role is exactly, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a second. Uh, so could you tell me a little bit about your background and how you uh, actually started at the ING as well? Yes. Well, but first and foremost, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's cool. A, it's a real honor. Um, I will be part of an awesome sequence of awesome speakers. Yep. So thank you. Thank you no very problem. much for having me. I have no idea why, by the way, but thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's because to- I know you. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's the, um, yeah, so how did I end up at ING? I actually ended up at ING in, in three big steps. So, um let me tell you those three steps. Yeah, go ahead. It's the, uh, so step one was me meeting the Sinclair ZX81. Okay. Right, the, one of the very, very, very first home computers. Uh, painfully simple, looking back now, right? But I fell in love with that thing. When was that? Long ago. I, I must have been 12, 13, 14, so beginning 1980s. Okay, cool. Yeah, so That's really early. Yeah, it was very early. I had an uncle who had one, and uh, he then turned out to be my favorite uncle, right? From, from, from that moment <laughs> Just on. because of that? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I discovered programming in basic, right? 10, print, hello, Ron, 20, go to 10, that, <laughs> that kind of stuff. To me, it was just sheer magic. And pretty much I decided there and then I wanted to be a programmer. Actually, I wanted to be a jet fighter pilot, but <laughs> I didn't have to. Uh, didn't out. work out. <laughs> no, it didn't really work out. So I failed that one. So, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a programmer. Went to university. Uh, guess what? I st- still like programming. Also like being a student, but that's a totally different podcast. Right? <laughs> it's the, uh, so I graduated pretty much as a, as, as a programmer. And I programmed a ton of stuff. Lots of C and C++. Really loved uh, those, uh, those languages. Lots of embedded programming, right? Close to the metal, machine, uh, machine language, that kind of stuff. So that was step one. Mm-hmm. Step two was the World Wide Web. Yeah. I discovered the World Wide Web and I looked it up today, 1994, right? And uh, I, th- I saw the very first browsers or the, the Mosaic browser. And uh, actually, I d- really didn't care about the browser, right? It looked crappy and... It, uh, <laughs> But I was f- so fascinated about the server infrastructure behind that. There was a server serving that content. Mm. And actually, the server was generating that content, right? You could, it was not a static context, it was a dynamically generated context. So, ooh. So then I went into uh, server side programming for the World Wide Web. That was, that was really my thing. And that's step two because at that point, I started architecting things. Mm. See, I'm closer to my current job. I started architecting things. So you have all these servers, right? Dozens of them at that time. Large scale meant a dozen servers, right? A dozen of them. How do you orchestrate them? How do you update them? All these kind of things. So did that almost for a decade or so. And then it happened, 2008. You know what I'm referring to? Yeah, the crisis. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. the banking crisis. <laughs> It's the, uh, yeah, Could be. That, 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 that indeed is true. Or 2007, actually, the iPhone. Yeah, yeah okay, right. yeah. That's yeah. Uh, another, another crisis for another yeah. company. <laughs> it's the, I was so fascinated by that thing. Yeah. Right? The very first version you couldn't program for, but people were actually hacking that thing. Mm. And I was so amazed at how high level the programming was in that device. Yeah. Right? All phones before were really embedded devices. And it, it's the really, really, well, not sure if I can swear on a pod- podcast, but really crap. Yeah, we'll right, all you, crap. Can, you, can, you can always bleep this one out. 
and there was so I, so I, I had my server architecture right and now i had all these front end nodes right that could do magical stuff and with the with the iphone i really started thinking about designing solutions right so next to architecting so programming architecting designing stuff right how do you design experiences with this device this has pretty magical capabilities certain at that time right i mean mm. the internet was always on you had gps accelerator meters Ooh, you could do really fancy things with uh, with those kind of devices yeah. so that was my third step really progressing into well a design of things and designing of experience of things and that was third step that was the moment that I was uh, sent out via a consultancy organization I was working for at that time at ING, mm. right? So to start participating in mobile, agile, also design thinking, so that whole mishmash. Yeah. And uh, ING was my favorite customer. Uh, I was so impressed on how I had that company at that time was compared to all of my other clients. And actually also compared to the organization I was working for <laughs> at that time. So I, I did what a lot of my colleagues did at that time. I joined ING. Yeah. And that's how I uh, ended up at ING um, 2013. I yeah. looked it up today. Five years and one month. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned the iPhone in this case as well. Because what's interesting to me is that it didn't start out as a system where people could really program for it, right? It was... Yeah. Uh, the idea was actually to make Safari plugins. <laughs> I yeah. think it was in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was something that I noticed later on. Is that uh, there were kind of comparisons of the keynotes, right? There was yeah. a keynote where they actually said, "Okay, you need to kind of write plugins, and that's it." Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, "Okay, we're open. Everybody yeah. can create for it." So I think this is a great example that you know plans change. Yeah, and that's not a defeat, but a triumph. Certainly in this case, well, certainly looking back, it's not easy to say, but I, I mean, so, so your plans change, yeah, right? A it, lot. It, didn't, it didn't work out, so we're going to try this one. And opening up the iPhone was a, was a really big event, right? You, you got this proper SDK, even yeah. though you needed to pay $100 for, for that one a year, <laughs> but a very well-engineered SDK. Um, the whole process of writing software for that one, Objective-C, well, close enough to C and C++ for, uh, for my mind. That was a really, again, there's the word again, a magical event, writing yeah. apps for, uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for the iPhone. Yeah, and um, what do you, so we talked about ING a little bit yeah. uh, and uh, why, you, why you joined, uh, but what do you actually do? Yeah, that's um, again. I I, <laughs> I took the liberty to describe my path. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. In, yeah. in three steps, uh, and I also need a bit more time to actually describe what I'm doing because it's complicated. Um, so officially, I work as an enterprise architect at ING. That's um, your kind of title. That's, right. that's the kind of title. That's the uh, that's <laughs> they needed that's, to to invent some kind of title for. Yeah, you. that's the that's the pigeonhole I seem to fit into. Yeah, uh, but just to explain clarify a bit what it actually means yeah, right sure. it's the uh, a, a bit of history pretty much the first thing i did at ing was becoming an evangelist or champion from from apis mm. i was really convinced at that time five years ago that apis and open apis are a very beneficiary thing to have as an organization as large and complicated and complex as ing right uh, proper web apis apis that can be consumed by actually pretty much any endpoint mm -hmm. regardless of client technology there's really decoupling of things and i really th thought and i still believe that one that that will spring up so much innovation 
outside of the organizations or the organizational entity that made the API, that that really is a thing to push you for. But not only was I evangelizing the concepts of APIs, I did a lot of uh, tool making around APIs, right? So give people tools so that it is easy for them to start designing and implementing and rolling out APIs. Mm. Uh, we At that time, we wrote uh, an API design guide. Very simple, nicely written, I still like to think, guide on, well, how do you design an API? Mm. Uh, do you version an API? These questions popped up. The yeah. answer is, you don't. But we had a, a bit of text around that one. So really give people tools so they can start acting on the vision you have been sharing. So that's my 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 job. Yeah. Right? Understanding what the direction the company is taking. Understanding the direction society is taking. Um, merge that one into a vision that can be shared with a great number of people and pair that vision with tools and frameworks and examples and education, training, for people to start acting on that vision, yeah. right? To get us to the point we really would like to be in the future. I did that this with, uh, with APIs. And for the past maybe three years, two and a half years, I have been doing the same thing around platforms. Yeah, and th that's actually uh, interesting that you say that because uh, on LinkedIn it says that you have like uh, co-authored the uh, ING platform ar architecture curriculum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to explain me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, right, platforms, such a simple term, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you, you can use the term in pretty much any con conversation, right? And uh, you can say, oh, we're going to be a platform. Yep. Right, and it's a, such a simple co uh, concept, but if you see how it works, how it operates, how's, what makes a successful platform successful, you see a lot of moving parts, and you see many parties involved, and you see a lot of balancing, right? It's not just me creating a product for you, the consumer. No, you have one party that creates something for you, the consumer, and me as the platform owner, I just facilitate Right? I facilitate the creator, I facilitate the consumer, I facilitate the interaction between those parties, and I have to make sure that everything is balanced. Right, And yeah. sometimes you do um, things that don't seem to make sense. Like, for instance, pay one party to show up so that you can monetize more heavily the other party. Mm. If you just focus on one aspect, you think, I'm paying somebody to actually uh, a consumer service? That doesn't make sense. It makes sense if you see the whole picture. Yeah. So understanding and discovering and describing and defining and building platforms is hugely, hugely complex. Yeah. And um, truth of the matter is there are very few, few uh, tools and design practices out there that can help you. All our existing design practices are based on the fact I create something as a producer and you consume it. You and I. Yeah. It's very linear. And of course, platforms are different. And to help uh, my colleagues, my peers, my, my stakeholders in finding their way in a platform world, we have developed a, a platform training. We have developed uh, a whole bunch of examples to understand what platforms are. Yeah, is that for new employees more, mostly, or is it, it also for existing ones? Existing ones, yeah, and new ones, of course. But yeah. pretty much each and every one uh, who is interested in that one, and in the current day and age, that means pretty much the whole company. Yeah, and not just IT people, also 
business people yeah and uh, hr uh, legal so right i mean there, there are many parties involved and we need a new body of knowledge almost to help us find our way in the complexity uh, uh, of of platforms yeah and i think it's um, it's kind of um it's it's kind of innovating in a sense in uh, the banking world as well, as well I think because uh, from an outsider's perspective uh, I of course I have a bank but uh, and I I actually use ING uh, I'm not uh, paid by ING for <laughs> in any way to make a kind of a, a commercial for them but uh, I do think that they are moving the right direction uh, yeah. you are moving the right direction uh, with them um what I was wondering about is that how hard was that kind of change to for people to understand what that kind of platforming means and what what uh, what do you mean by the concept of a platform and stuff like that? How how hard was that to understand? It's the uh, it takes time. Yeah. Right. It's not uh, you you can't do a single presentation or a session and people say oh yeah I get it. Some people get it immediately, yeah. right? But other people need to take a bit more time right mm. and it's the uh, or it's less top top of mind so i think the uh, the challenge for for me and the role i am is is uh well to play the the long game right you know, there is a patient in uh, patients involved yeah and you tell a story and you do give examples and you do a workshop and you try some uh something left and right Sometimes it works and you have uh, engaged and energized participants and sometimes it doesn't and then you have to stop. Why didn't that one work? What was, what, what can be addressed in the way I presented this case? So it's, it's also a lot of understanding where people are coming from. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, feed that one back into your story. So it takes time and it takes energy. Um, but like I said, it's it's only three years, right? I mean, you can look at both ways. Three years, oh my God, that's 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 ages, right? Yeah. But at the same time, in just three years, when I did my first presentation on platforms, when I actually use Amazon Web Services as an example for for banking, <laughs> right? We should become the Amazon Web Services of 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 banking. That's well, interesting. Yeah, it, it is a uh, good fly. Well, it, it embodies what you want to to create, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 now, right? I mean, so three years after, uh, um, pretty much all across the board, we are convinced that this is a direction we should we we, uh, uh, we, we should take. Have multiple initiatives that are actually um, implementing the vision of becoming the Amazon Web Services of 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 banking. Yeah. That's only in three years' time. So, in a sense, uh, yeah. When I said it takes it takes time. Yeah, but not all that much, right? Yeah. So in that sense, if you take the longer view, it's not that hard in in a sense that it's hard, mm. but it takes time and and understanding and and, and it really is all about finding a language. I think. What's the language, the shared language that resonates with all of us? Yeah. Right. And uh, and if you have that shared language, then we can have a discussion and we can uh, we can have an argument even. Right. Mm. And I say potato, you say tomato. Right? <laughs> and, but at least we have an, a discussion on the, uh, a fruitful discussion on a shared language. And then then you start making progress. Yeah, it makes it easier to hire as well, and it makes it easier to uh, for new people or at least the people that you want to bring in to understand. Okay, this is how we work, right? Yeah. And uh, if you, if, for example, or for existing ones, if you if you don't believe in this vision or this way we're going, then yeah, maybe we're not the best fit for you, right? Yeah, 
but but also the other way around what if you don't believe in that vision i mean why is that right yeah. because you're a fundamental unbeliever and those people exist right mm. but but sometimes because I, I really learned that people who don't buy into the vision more often than not have a really proper and profound reason why that is right yeah. and if you spend time on that one oh yeah i can see that right and they, they have their own vision in they have most their own cases. vision that it's the uh, so it's the um, and now we are are at a point that we have a clear language um a nice definition and a whole set of tools for people to start uh, navigating a path um in the platform economy yeah and uh, this ties in really well with the with company culture because i wanted yeah. to talk to you yeah. about that uh, yeah. as well is that um i know you have uh, a lot of strong views on on company culture and we talked about it a little bit before we started recording um so what do you kind of feel that is uh, missing in a, a lot of company cultures at the moment especially the enterprise ones yeah a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's the, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm so trying not not to have a strong opinion here, but I, I probably yeah have, you have right? to you yeah, have, I to, have to have your opinion right. No, it's you know, it's all across the board. You see the illusion of the hierarchical organization. Yeah. Right. You have the uh, you have the leader, the CEO, or the manager, whatever you want to call it, who is the master chess player, right? Who plans the moves and directs his his reports almost as pieces on a on on a, on a chessboard yeah right this hierarchical top-down command and control metaphor that you see in every large organization and um there are reasons why you have these kind of structures for compliance for instance right regulators would like to know who is who is accountable <laughs> yeah. uh, so i get it but there is also and i really would like we should emphasize that 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 more. There are also the other structures, the structures or the networks of influence and the networks of creation. And if you see how things are actually getting built in an organization or how stuff gets done, it always comes down to individuals and teams organizing in constellations that fit their problem best, right? These are the people, these are the teams closest to the problem they know it from day in day day out they have the actual insight in what the problem is you're trying to solve and how to solve it and they always self-organize and self-optimize even in hierarchical organizations even in the most hierarchical organizations you see that in the end when stuff gets created when stuff gets done is always this self-organization of individual and smaller teams always mm. Right, so recognize that one, and instead of being the chess master leader, right, you're not the chess master. You know what you are? You are a gardener. Yeah, right? yeah, that's you, a good one. Yeah, you you create the context or even the ecosystem for these self-organizing individuals and teams uh, to exist and coexist. Yeah, because you you don't uh, the I mean the Steve Jobs quote everybody knows, but you don't hire smart people to tell them what yeah. to do, right? I mean, yeah, you, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at least. It doesn't make sense to kind of create that kind of environment no. that you uh, that you have to kind of 
say okay you need to do this yeah why (laughs) (laughs) who's telling me i need to do this i mean uh, i i see that these kind of things need to be done first right so so share the context share the vision share the language there is that word again right i mean give people the tools hey there's that word (laughs) to actually start acting on that language right and allow them the space to organize and optimize right and in and you're not the chess player you're the gardener you're not the leader, you're the leader of leaders. Mm. In a sense, your job is to, well, to turn those people, right, the, the self-organizing individual into leaders. Yeah. Let them lead, let them have and lead themselves into solving the problem. I firmly believe into that one. Yeah, and uh, how, how does that work within an organization as big as ING? So how does that, how is that kind of, how is that kind of transition? Because I can imagine that it was in uh, a lot of ways still hierarchical, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of middle management and yeah. uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, how have you seen that evolve maybe in the last few years that you've yeah. been there? And of course, it has to be hierarchical, right? I mean, yeah. we're in a very regulated business. and Of course. Uh, I mean, the, the, the regular, someone needs to be uh, yes, responsible. So, so having a, a, the hierarchy itself is not bad, right? And this is not a rant against hierarchy, but this is, this is a rant on acknowledging the, the the informal networks of influence and creation, right? Yeah. And it's the uh, um, no, but like I told you, when I joined ING, I was so impressed on how the culture was changing, right? And at that time, certainly in the IT domain, uh, the agile way of working, yeah, was was taking hold um, massively, massively in numbers, but also massively in energy, right? And uh, not too long ago, this this agile way of working was expanded to the whole of the company, certainly in the Netherlands, not just IT, right? I mean, of course, Scrum and the Agile Manifesto has its roots in software development, mm-hmm. right? But it got uh, uh, spread out to uh, all, all across the organization. And then, of course, you have self-organizing teams, right? So the word, again, there is the language again, <laughs> the word is out there, right? I mean, we have self-organizing teams. And actually, they are part of a uh, uh, of of a tribe. A tribe has a self-defined purpose. Uh, we, we we use heavily from from the Spotify model. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot know. of the uh, I've I've seen yeah. a lot of companies do that lately. Yeah, and you see all across the organization that that people hook up in 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 guilds to explore a topic uh, they have a common interest in. Right. So you see people and teams across organizational entities hook up. To explore a certain topic, for instance, ING, we have the ecosystem guild. Now you can, you can guess what that one is is uh, is, is all about. And you see people from all across the organization getting together in the ecosystem guild and exchange experiences and exchange stories and uh, invite external stakeholders to have them exchange their stories. So people are self-organizing, right? Mm. And and of course, it still is a is a large organization and there is a still of of management layers. But just the fact that the language is out there, the fact that people are behaving in accordance to that language makes all the difference. Yeah. And just to give you an example, this really is my personal litmus test. So five years ago, when I went out into the organization, right, as an, as an enterprise architect, <laughs> I, I went beyond the borders of <laughs> IT. I, I, I regularly had to explain why I was there. Yeah. But, dude, you're, you're IT, right? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, it's in, in, in a friendly man- manner, right? Yeah. That's totally gone. Yeah. I meet people outside of my typical, let's say, span of control or my typical hunting ground, to use yeah. that, 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 uh, that, that word. 
um, the question, but why are you here, is gone. You're here because you're actually uh, supposed to be here, right? The fact that you're there makes you right for that time and moment. So that's a big cultural shift. Hmm. And I see so many liaisons now popping up. People all across the organization entities. And, it, and I really believe it's because of having this shared language. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy because yeah, from outside in, you don't see that. Uh, and you usually think, okay, these kind of big organizations, they're big and yeah. slow and uh, yeah. not, not innovating that much. So uh, I would like to th- talk to you about a little bit about the kind of challenges banks face as well. Yeah. Uh, because uh, there is a lot of uh, challenges within the, the whole banking world. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before recording. There are some kind of things that people on the outside don't un- understand because I can get my package delivered on, on Sunday, but if yeah. I want to transfer money to someone else, it, you kind of don't work on su- on weekends, right? Uh, it's like, yeah. it, it's totally from a kind of different era. Yeah. Uh, but w- what are kind of the, uh, what do you feel are kind of the things that uh, banks face in this kind of digital age? Uh, because there are uh, a lot of a lot of things that are of course happening and the, yeah. the mobile uh, app for example from ing is in my opinion yeah. one of the the better ones uh, yeah. that are out there um what, what do you think are kind of the challenges that the, yeah. these banks still face yeah. is that kind of it's better to ask is it kind of in the digital uh, uh kind of space or is it more in the kind of cultural change that we already talked about yeah, the answer, of course, is both. Yeah, it's the uh, and 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 the feedback loop between those, right? I mean, it's the. Uh, I mean, one of the things that digitalization has done is that it erodes industrial barriers. Mm. I I really think that um, we should stop thinking of our industry and our organization as a bank. Yes, we are a bank, and we have a bank license, right? We have to live up to that uh, to that license, but you can't say yes but we're a bank so we're exempt from certain forces it's totally not no it's, i mean i mean so who, who are our competitors right yes uh, i work for ing so you can name a couple of other banks yeah. who are competitors but but at the same time right uh, not in the netherlands but uh, apple pay right that's a that's a company that makes nice shiny devices and they have a payment system it relies on banks still right but mm. It's, you, you can pay with, with, with that one. So they sell or provide an experience that competes with, with, with ours. Yeah, whilst and they're not, a tech company. Whilst not being a bank. Yeah. Right? So you see, you have these, these kind of uh, new competitors, many of the fintechs. They are not a bank, but they provide an experience that competes with experience banks used to provide exclusively. Mm. So that's get even bigger. But even you, you, you mentioned tech companies, right? I mean, they set the bar so high for integration and convenience and uh, directness, right? You mentioned the example, I cannot make an order now and I get it delivered tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if we do an, uh, a repeat podcast in two years' time, you can do it, get it the same day. I can get it uh, during the course of this podcast, probably. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. so your whole perception of what's good and direct and friendly and, and easy changes due to companies who are totally not in our industry. Amazon One Click is my favorite example, right? I mean, so that's, that's how easy it is to actually order something. Mm. Click, there it is. 
Yeah, and the, the, that that brings me also to the kind of perspective that outsiders have uh, a lot on a particular sector. Um, I listened to a podcast from Tim Ferriss. We talked about it a yeah. little bit uh, before um, with, uh, I think it was Nick Kokonis. I'm not sure if I, I have the name correctly, but it, it was also someone that was in the kind of accounting business or yeah. maybe a trader or whatever. Uh, and he got into restaurants and was yeah. kind of starting a restaurant together yeah. with someone else, yeah. which was a chef. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he can do the kind of the things. And yeah. uh, he saw all kinds of possibilities within those sector, yeah. which everyone was like, okay, but that's not going to work yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it still yeah. worked. It still and yeah. it actually works a lot better than everybody thought. Yeah. I mean that's a that's that's a great example. I mean take Uber and Airbnb for instance. Yeah, same right? way. I mean uh, in very heavily regulated industries, right? Yeah. And and they shook things up. You may not you may like him or not, right? Uh, maybe they have been bending the rules here and there. Actually, they have, right? Let's not say may have. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, Uber could have been proposed by a conglomerate of taxi companies, right? Yeah. Airbnb, the same thing. No, it took an outsider to actually come in and and shake things up. Yeah. Right, and the fact that that they have been outsiders, I think, has been critical into into their success. Let's not call it disruption, right? No. But at least their success. And we will. There is a very large. There is a chance we see the same thing in 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 banking, right? Yeah. And that's why I said, stop considering ourselves as a bank. Oh, we're safe because we're a bank. Always oh, safe because we are a regulated taxi company. Nobody can do what we can do. Well, guess what? Right, we are in a hotel. Who would like to stay in somebody else's property Apartment, that you don't yeah. know? Who would do that? Well, the answer is a lot of people. Many people in sixty-six thousand cities. Yeah, in o- only the span of ten years. Yeah, Duh. yeah, and so it's it. You're actually saying that you need to kind of move to being more well it's it kind of hard to say to be more of a technology company because you already are using yeah. a lot of technology of course but it's, the, yeah. it's more kind of the mindset that that's different right it, yeah and, and and that is just more than a technology mindset yeah, right yeah. i mean digitalization opens up things right you can mm. you can scale in a manner you before you couldn't right but also the, the diversity so scope speed of course right but in the end, it's about a mindset about creating value for 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 your, for your customers. Yeah, you mentioned before the podcast that uh, you kind of also look to hire people that weren't in the banking world. Yeah, is is that kind of also in the same uh, yeah. train of thought that you have for that? Yeah, it's the uh, so so in, in in my sphere of influence, right? If I get a a, a word on 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 who to hire sure, or, yeah. or work with, I have a very strong preference for people who are not me. Yeah, right. Who don't have my background, uh, who don't have uh, my age even, right? Uh, who don't think that programming is the coolest things ever. <laughs> uh, who have a more for business background. Uh, who who are way younger, right? Uh, and indeed, who don't have a, a background in uh, the financial services sector. It's the uh, all 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 these experiences and and backgrounds can be learned, right? But having this attitude, this perspective of saying, but guys, guys. This is silly. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? It's the, now I've seen that happen so many times because I like to think when I'm kind to myself, right? I'm creative. I'm open-minded. Guess what? Only to a certain degree. I accept things that somebody who was fresh as, but run. That's stupid. That's <laughs> honest to God, stupid. No, I, I, I can give you an example. Last year, I had a, uh, uh, a young lady in my team. And if she's listening, her name is Agne. 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, and 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 uh, she made some really strong observations on uh, the lack of cooperation in the engagement we're working in. And I thought, yeah, that's how things happen in a big company, right? You have conflicting interests, and and she just refused to accept that. And to me, that was such an eye opener. This behavior that I have been accepting, you know what? Yeah. Actually, it is unacceptable. Yeah, it's maybe because you're blindsided a little bit as well because you've you've been there for a while. Yeah, I I can I can imagine that's that's a big thing because uh, when you're working at a company for like five, six, seven years or yeah. or whatever, uh, you kind of easily forget that something yeah. doesn't have to be the way it is. Yeah, and uh, and and to be honest, that that always has been my my litmus test not to stay too long at 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 companies yeah i know right? that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you, you're, we, we work together at mirabo just for a little backstory for from yeah, uh, for, for people for 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 two years and yeah. uh, um, because i'm 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 really um focused on the fact that you don't well that you ossify right that you accept things well that's how we do things here and certainly in the current day and age how we do things here is not a recipe for success no especially in a fast-moving environment no. like uh, the tech business is yeah so uh, looking at that kind of innovation um yeah what what's always striking to me is and a lot of people will say that the banking world is lacking behind in that uh, respect um what do you what do you feel what, what what's kind of your view on that because you're you're looking at it from the inside out as well yeah it's the um i mean define innovation yeah. right yeah. it's the i think that 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 word is so overused yeah it is it is it's the uh i mean to me innovation is innovation when it changes the behavior of your customers in a significant and lasting way. Yeah, like it's really disruptive. It's it's it it really changes behavior. Yeah, and it's the. Uh, but if you take, for instance, uh, and you mentioned it, uh, uh, our mobile banking app, right? And you said you liked it, and thank you for that one. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to agree. I think it's just plain awesome. Yeah, and you can see that um, uh, people I have been using the app in different ways than they used the website before. Right, M- way more often than the website. Mm. Uh, I'm inclined to say that is innovation. That's a change in behavior. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things, is that really impactful? Well, so it's the so I'm I'm almost difficult to say what is innovation. Yeah. Right. I mean the fact that the agile way of working in in our company, but also in in, in other banks, has taken hold. Hmm. That's also a sign of least of, of a changing culture and a change of attitude and a change of pers- perspective. Yeah. Right. If you, um, if you, uh, for instance, just just look him up on YouTube. Ralph Hamers, our CEO. Right. On the things he talks about, on technology, on Amazon and Google, for instance. Right. And uh, uh, he's the CEO of a of a large bank, large European bank. Right. And he talks about topics that 10 years ago it would be on, uh, on, unheard of. And when you see, that, that's what I think, if you see his hand movements and you see his light, uh, eyes light, light up, kind of slightly romantic <laughs> right now, right? But it's, he gets it. This is not just marketing speech, right? Somebody that has told him, talk about platforms that's really cool. No, no, no. Yeah, you know it's, nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really see it's ingrained. Wow. 
I think that's a that's a that's a market change. Hmm. I, I really think so. Look at the regulators. We have regulators that actually require us to open up three APIs to our systems. And oh, really? The Payment Service Directive Number Two, PSD Two, hmm. and by by law, we have to actually open up three APIs to any third party that has a registration at the uh, uh, UMB Banking Association. Uh, so the regulator requires us to become open, right? Well, talking about a market change in your organization, yeah. I think that's, uh, mm, that's, 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 that's rather significant. Yeah, because people will probably say, okay, well, what about the security? And uh, what, yeah. uh, how, how, does that go, how is that going to work? I mean, uh, uh, that, that, because I, uh, especially when you're in that kind of world for a long time, you expect it to be this way because yeah. uh, you want it to be safe. And, uh, yeah. But you can also be safe even with these kind of things, right? That's it. I mean, that's, that's my whole point. Make it safe. Yeah. Right? And you can, you can hold the view. I mean, the data we're talking is not, it's not our data data is the customer's data mm. right and and we hold that data in our vault yeah to, to use an uh, applicable metaphor here and uh if if that customer uh gives consent for using their data in a context in an application that's not ours um, then we have to comply with that one yeah but of course make sure it's safe and it's transparent and if there is any reason for the customer to doubt or re retract we need to make it retractable, mm. right? So that's that's our job. But this is what the regulators wants us to be. Ah. So talking about an industry um, that is changing significantly, I have to say, maybe not in the most sexies of race, right? I mean, <laughs> we're not Uber or Tesla or what have you not. Yeah, okay. But, but still, no, no, it's the... Um, but I think, and actually, one of the things I learned from your series of podcasts is that I see this whole, I see all these representatives going by from industries um, I never thought were really exciting or interesting. Yeah. And guess what? They are exciting and interest, interesting. And why is that? Well, because society at large is changing yep. at a breakneck, breakneck spe uh, speed. Mm. And what it is changing into? I have no idea, but I know it's changing. Yeah, and I think the the uh, coming back to that whole kind of co company culture thing is that what you see a lot more is that uh, the amount of trust put into people is really changing a lot. I think in the last maybe ten, fifteen years, something like that. It it kind of um, you you can work from home now. I mean, that yeah. was something that was yeah. unheard of. Yeah. I think uh, a lot, of, of course, a lot of professions can't, but there are a yeah. lot that can do that right now. And that um, a lot of people were like, okay, but how am I going to have control over the people yeah. that work here uh, yeah. if they don't come into the office? I yeah. mean, it's it's kind of a, uh, it's not stupid uh, saying it now, but it uh, you, when it changed, you kind of saw that that uh, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Why not to? I mean, why not? That's the kind yeah. of the, uh, the standpoint I have on that. Um, what do you um, do? You, do you think that that will also drive a lot of change as well? So the whole uh, culture changing to uh, giving people more trust and uh, creating new innovations that way. I, I say innovations again, but <laughs> it's, it, it, it does, it does uh, change the way of working we have right now. Uh, people me being remotely and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not just the way of working, right? It's the way of consuming. Yeah. It's the way of creating. 
Hmm. It's the, uh, I mean, um, your listeners can't see it, but but you can. Um, the little wristband I'm wearing here, right? And yep. also the band on my watch here, right? I mean, they were made, this one by a gentleman in, in Denmark, and this by a gentleman in Heerlen. Really? Who made this as, well, as, as part-time artisans, hmm. right? And it's the, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm buying things that, that mean to me, not from big brands, uh, created in in factories outsourced to uh, some country or another yeah. it's it's people i know their their first names right or at least i think i know yeah. their first names so the way we you you you, you and i as, as people the way we uh, create and consume things are changing so the way we as an organization create and exchange things has to change so the way then we organize and work in order to make it happen, has to change. Yeah. So everything is changing at the same time. Yeah, because what, for example, if we, if you have like a really, really good developer and he yeah. doesn't live in the Netherlands or yeah. whatever, what, what would be the reason not to hire that person, even if he is in, I don't know, in Russia or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could for sure make that one work. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with the current technology, uh, yeah. uh, let him come over or her uh, come over every uh, once in a while, and uh, yeah. you can still w- work together. Even and I, I think that's the beauty of technology as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, it brings people together if, even if you're not in the same room. Yeah, and it allows you to work where and when the context suits the work best. Yeah, right. I mean, it's the uh, um, um, I don't show up in the office. All the time, from nine to five, five, yeah. five days a week, right? I go to the office to meet people. And if I have to create, I find another spot. Yeah. Right? And I can, uh, I can communicate with, uh, with my stakeholders just as fine. Yeah, because uh, that, that also changes the dynamic as well, is that uh, what I've seen is that uh, a lot of times in the office, you can't have like long stretches of uninterrupted no. work, right? And that's no. that's something that uh, I, I mentioned Jason Fried a lot yeah. on the, yeah. <laughs> on you can't, the podcast. You can't work at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, also the, the the latest book, actually. Yeah. The, Fantastic. Uh, it, has, it doesn't have to be crazy at work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, um, he doesn't need it, but I'm s- such a big fan of Jason Fried. Yeah, and and Basecamp and Thirty Seven Signals before that one. And their focus and their whole kind of strategy, the thinking behind yeah. it, and yeah, uh, there are some things that I don't understand, but uh, he will, uh, he he has an explanation for that. But it's more about the kind of versions, keeping like the old versions alive because people are kind of used to that. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a strategy. I mean, uh, you can't agree on everything, but uh, yeah. a lot of things are are in there. Uh, as as he said, uh, some kind of things like the forty hour week. Uh, it has to be forty hour. I mean, uh, doesn't it doesn't make sense to me to make it sixty or eighty hour weeks? No, maybe that's a little bit of a European thing as well. That we kind of say, okay, forty hours is enough. But yeah, <laughs> it's, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading that book, I was like, okay, yeah, these some of these problems are really American. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, right? I mean, uh, we also don't have the. Uh, um, Discipline to shut off, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the uh, uh, if you're not careful, even in a forty-hour week, we're still very busy. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the uh, uh, so, so as my personal mantra, I really consider it my my my, my primary job is to not be busy. Mm. Right. So to have time to to reflect, mm. to have time to be available, 
for somebody who wants to uh, reflect, to have time for a podcast, for instance. Yeah. To have time to actually walk to the podcast so I'm in a better state of mind. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was things. a little bit fresh outside. But <laughs> it was uh, slightly underestimated, that one. <laughs> so what, uh, when we look at the... I always kind of like to talk about the future, even though that's... Yeah. <laughs> we just we talked about it. It, it changes the, a lot within a few years. Um, where, where do you see that banking world go? Uh, or uh, that's a bit of a hard question, of course. But where, where do you think that uh, will evolve into? Yeah, it's the. Uh, of course, that's that's a, that's a very hard one. But it's yeah. the. Um, what I personally think, and and that that is really is my my personal feeling almost about what what I can see us converging to is that because um, if you now look in the, in the landscape of financial services, right and. Uh, whether you call them fintechs or what what have you not, but so much functions that our bank does are now addressed by individual organizations, right? If you go to your typical banking website, be it retail or wholesale banking, right, and you see all these services provided, you can actually link them to individual organizations that also do that, right? But they Mm. do it exclusively. But not all of these organizations have a banking license. Right. Actually, most of them don't want to go through the hassle of a banking license. Yeah. Right. That's Makes a, sense. That's a, so I can see a, a constellation or a role or a future where banks integrate and orchestrate a whole spectrum of these single uh, service providers and bring them together in an umbrella, uh, under the umbrella of a banking license. Uh, orchestrate them. Uh, make sure that no your customer applies to the whole range. Yeah, uh, that customer relationship management is uh, uh, is is unified, right? So I don't have to go to that uh, to that organization, mail to that one, and make, so bring it all t- uh, all together. So you get this really rich landscape that can be aggregated by what's now a bank, mm. and the bank itself uh, maybe not shrinks but focus. On on uh, uh, on the on the stable and essential core, yeah. and everything else is aggregated and orchestrated, or orchestrated and integrated on a flexible basis. The relationships will come and go. Yeah, because the, then essentially what the bank becomes is kind of the middle point of all these other services yeah. that you can provide. Yeah. A middle point with a banking license. Yeah, because I really see a banking license as a huge plus. Yeah, of course. Right? I mean, we, we have to, to write uh, the license to operate. We also have an organization. We talked about a lot about organization. But we have an organization that knows how to, uh, how to organize around the banking license, right? We, we know how to have that one and keep that one. That's a huge plus. Mm. Really. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there are some uh, obligations to fulfill when having a bank license. But we know how to do that. Mm. So yeah. the... So actually, that is getting back to the Amazon Web Services of banking. Yeah. But yeah. with a banking license. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense. I mean, uh, a lot of people will think in the way of, okay, we need a better mobile app or whatever. But no. it's more in the kind of integration with the other parties that I think in more in most cases, even though yeah. it's not a bank, uh, will will happen more and more, right? You cannot do everything at once. It's It's just not... No. It, well, you you can, but in most cases, it yeah. will ha- what will happen is that you do yeah. a lot of stuff 
kind of half. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 you can't discover all by yourself what the next set of features is, yeah. right? I mean, uh, let let others discover for you what's valuable for your customers, hmm. and you can then still integrate, or acquire, or copy, and what have you not, right? So. Uh, I'm almost inclined to say use that ecosystem of providers around you as a radar to see what makes sense for the for the near future. Hmm. So that's a development I could envision and articulate. Uh, will it pan out like this? Will it pan out for the organization? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I work right now. Uh, I have no idea. It usually happens. That I'm no, okay. the moment you talk about it, it changes, right? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like quantum mechanics or something. Yeah. So uh, to wrap up, yeah. you know what's coming. <laughs> what are you most proud of since you started working yeah, at ING? It's a, a, a couple of things, really a couple of things. You know what I'm really proud of? Um, uh, and that's what a walk does when you walk to the to the to, uh, sure, to a podcast, yeah. right? Um, I'm working at this place for five years and one month. Mm. I never worked anywhere longer than three years, and I did that on purpose because I didn't want to ossify and to uh, to get stale. And I like to think that I'm actually I haven't that I'm still as 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 well creative and open-minded and forward-looking than I ever been. And it's it's there's something really magical if you stay somewhere somewhere longer, right? It feels you get intertwined with the vision. It's not just a job. It's well, it's a it's a it's a mission. So I noticed that I was rather proud for being part of this journey for like five <laughs> years and not getting bored yet or angry yet. You yeah. know that you that you get stale. So that's a that's a nice one. Um, another one. And somebody told me to me this 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 recently. I thought, yeah, that is actually kind of kind of nice. Is that over the past year or two, um, I have been able to provide an environment for younger people to come in and work mm. at ING with me on the topic just just uh, just uh, de- uh, described. And I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that we have found a way for introducing younger people to the workplace. Cool. Right? Uh, it always bugs me when I read an article about those damn millennials. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I totally don't don't get it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think it's really different than before or something like that. People well, people have changed, of course. But yeah, it's, uh, and, and of course, but I mean, embrace the change, right? I'm not mm. looking for uniformity, I'm looking for unity. Oh, that sounds like a poetic statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I keep it at that. No, that's uh, uh, th- that's one I'm 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 really happy about. And uh, um, oh, so, and if somebody in your audience uh, feels inclined to get in touch and discuss things further, by all means, yeah, we'll link it down uh, in the Super. in the show notes. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, to wrap up, you can uh, find ing on ing.nl. <laughs> you have a mobile app uh, all all over the place so uh, and of course for the listeners uh, of the podcast you can find Bits vs Bytes on uh, bitsvsbytes.com and also on uh, Spotify iTunes SoundCloud uh, all over the place <laughs> I have to tell it every time but uh, and uh, of course on social media it's all Bits vs Bytes on uh, Twitter Instagram and LinkedIn thank you for listening and until next time